Empezamos. Ser o estar. Estar is where you are. In a house or in a car. Or if you're happy or if you're sad. Estar can even tell you if you're mad. Pero ser. Ser is who you are. From the USA or or from afar. I think some of you from Costa Rica out there. If you're skinny, fat, short, tall. Ser describes you best of all. So if you want to be a star, which word would you use? Ser o estar. the night before a movie podcast each episode we find a unique place in the city and share a drink and our thoughts about the movie we watched the night before this is lee and i am joined as always by my husband jesse how do we get going um, i think oh, talking about our pizza now it's recording <laughs> well it's probably good that we didn't record the part about you complaining about all the people's children People will relate to that. It's a problem at breweries in general. Children and dogs. In this day and age, it's a problem with breweries in general. But not when we, what I'm trying to say is. Let's say it's not a problem with breweries. It's a problem with. The generation. I was going to say, because no, they're from our generation. They're like 10 years younger than us. They're not from our generation. They're 10 years younger than us. People that have toddlers are not from our generation. Okay. But what I'm. Yeah, you might right. But I'm saying that the problem is not breweries. The problem are uh, a segment of the folks who attend breweries. Ten years younger than us. Yeah, with kids. But fifteen years younger than it's us. It's a hangout spot. I get it. But anyway, there's a lot of kids around. A lot today. of toddlers running around. So we're at Cricket. We're at, we're at Cricket Thumb Brewery in Safety Harbor. <laughs> but they're gone now. So. I'm going to write a strongly worded email. And we have four kids, so we like kids, but not at breweries. We don't dare bring them. We don't bring our kids to breweries. I mean, on the occasional vacation, we'll bring them, but they have an activity at the table to do. And our kids are older. You give them a screen to stare at. Or Uno cards or a board game or something like that. No, but the point is we don't let them run free and wreak havoc around the place. Well, and disturb other people's experiences. I have to say, this is like the most adorable thing I'm staring at right now. At least we're changing the subject. So folks don't know, we, the first like five minutes of this podcast was a rant that didn't record. turn around and look under the, oh, it's done, gone. Under the table. No, okay, so he was grabbing her leg. They're very sweet together. A tender moment. And their son mm-hmm. was grabbing their hands too, like mm. was like wanting to be part of the affection. It was very sweet. Anyway, their son's like an adult, but 
So it's um, a Saturday afternoon. I'm eating food. It's a Saturday afternoon. We're eating pizza from Nona Spice House in Safety Harbor. We did the old. But we're at Crooked Thumb Brewery. Trying to find a food truck that was at a brewery. So go to a brewery that had a food truck. Couldn't do it. Couldn't find it. But we said we would just um, BOP. Bring our own pizza. BOYP. BYOP. BYOP. <laughs> Bring your own pizza. Yeah. That's what we did. Bring your own pizza. So we did. And it was good. It was called the Honey Cup because yeah. it had the little cupped pepperonis with fresh basil, ricotta, and hot honey. Or ricotta, however you want to say it. And it's hot not honey drizzle. Sorry. <laughs> Is that a food podcast? <laughs> um, no, it's not a correct with a hot honey drizzle. pronunciation podcast. Okay. It's a it's a BYOP <laughs> podcast. BYOP. Yeah. Bring your own podcast podcast. Okay. And then we're drinking. We um, may be drinking vampires and centaurs. Centaurs. Some pronounce it centaurs, some centaurs. <laughs> I thought this was that kind of podcast. It's centaurs. I it's ARS, right? I yeah, centaurs. Okay. I taught this. See where we're at. What were you calling it? Centaurs? No, a centaur. Centaur? T A R. Like T A R? No, it's T A U R. Oh, there's a U in that guy. Yeah. It. Okay. I stand corrected. B Y O P. Anyway. <laughs> we may be drinking that because when we ordered our first beer, we ordered a hazy something. Can't remember the name. Hazy, it was a hazy adventures number two. Hazy I mean, adventures number two. And then we also. Ordered the Vampires and Centaurs, and when she brought it to us, she goes, "This might be the Vampires and Centaurs. I don't know." Like I was she mixed her them up. Pour from afar. She was struggling with the pour. But the foam. The yeah. What do you call it? The sure. It's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> Point is, we're throwing a lot of critical judgment. Can I eat that pepperoni? Yeah, we're throwing a lot of critical judgment at Crooked Thumb today, but. No, no, the truth we is, love we like Cricket Thumb. It's a cool outside area. Um, but there was a, right before us showing up, there was a 40th birthday party. Where and there I, were I think 10 the 40 referred that. to bring your 40 toddlers. It was like a challenge. Yeah. It was a 40 challenge. And I'm like, I and love They were kids. unruly. They were unruly. Yeah. From us. I mean, like, they were like zero to four year olds. Zero to four year olds. Mm-hmm. For most parents who've done this before, we were like, never in my day. You don't just let them run free, hitting each other with balloons around our brewery. We just don't do that. I right, don't know, so, but we're from a different generation, so. So we're getting ready to go see a movie. We are. Which will probably be a future episode, mm-hmm. Crimes of the Future, David Cronenberg. I have to say, I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm doing it for you. I think it's going to be... Um, we do things for each other. Different. We see movies for each other. Speaking of seeing movies for each other, <laughs> let's talk about that today's episode. That was a episode. good segue. Yeah. So let's do two. We saw one last night, The Worst Person in the World. Is that it? The Worst Person in the World? The I don't worst? Know. All I know is that oh it starts Dakota Johnson. We don't even Johnson. know that it does not start Dakota Johnson, actually. The worst person in the world. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm joking. The worst she looks, person in the world. She looks a lot like Dakota she looks Johnson similar at to, times. She's a great actress. I really liked 
her acting in that. So we'll get to that. Movie. Everybody's really good in that. But we'll get to that. Yeah. But, but a we, night or are two we prior, also? Oh, I think yeah. we should do a quick highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw the um, Mark Duplass language starring lessons. film Language Lessons on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Which um, we wanted to re- talk about as well. We definitely want to talk about it. Even though it's not the night before, we're kind of pairing it together. Because... Yeah. It's like Natalie Morales and Mark Duplass. Yeah. So those are two movies. We're going to talk about each real quick. We haven't really talked to each other much about them. I know... You it's liked, hard. You like language lessons. It's hard not after language lessons. It was hard not to talk about it because I adore this movie. Like I literally didn't want it to end. I felt every kind of feel during the movie, kind of like laughter. I was so into the characters and so drawn into the movie that it was just such a great movie to me. I loved it so much. Well, this I liked it, but I'm a sucker for any Mark Duplass film. You like Mark Duplass, and I only have experience with him in watching the... Creep. Creep. And Creep 2. Movies. So I was really happy to see his face and, like, transform my image of him with this movie and not... But Creep is a really great movie, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I like Creep. But now I have only associated him with like creepy. He's weirdo. also in a TV series called The League that a lot that. of folks like. It's a comedy about some friends who do a um, fantasy football. Speaking fo- of, we need to do our Ozarks league. episode. We may or may not. We'll just say, you know. We'll talk about it later. It wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Maybe. We'll foresee. Only, we I mean, will talk about we're a it later. movie podcast, but our most. Downloaded episode of all time still is the the exactly. TV series and Midnight I Mass. Was, I loved Ozark. So anyway, like anyway, our TV series podcast. We're digressing. No. Um, live music is about to start. By the way, I know we're gonna get some <laughs> live music soon. Crooked Thumb can't do anything right on a Saturday afternoon for us. Oh, don't um, tag them in this podcast. What? Don't tag them in this podcast. Oh, I thought you were gonna say this is not that kind of podcast. No. Um. No, but I think we should say a little bit because language lessons, mm. it's a it's one of those COVID-era Zoom-inspired movies. Yeah, which for sure. You might want to instantly kind of roll your eyes out a bit or not be excited to see at least because it's people talking in front of a camera Zoom like style. it's on Zoom. But 100% go see it right now. Like, it is so good. I love that movie so much. But I, but I think what works for this movie, you said you really adored it. I think this movie only, though maybe it was thought of or inspired by the limitations of mm-hmm. COVID, but this movie only has its impact if it's in this format. This is an appropriate format for the story. This this movie could have been made outside of COVID and still been awesome. But Except the Zoom piece. But it would like have to be via Zoom. Current. Yeah. And that's also what makes Creep so good. And maybe Mark Duplass is just like a master at this. But Creep... Mark Duplass makes this movie amazing. But Creep... Creep is the same sort of... Not Zoom, but it's the idea of... It's both Creep 1 and 2, though they're, that's more like thriller horror movies... It's all done on a 
camcorder mm-hmm. video, like mm. it's point of view, POV, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Handheld camera. It, creep is about, I, I ba- right, a woman goes to He this, must just really like that style. Well, he excels at it. He does plenty of other stuff. But he's really good at talking face on what to the camera. What does she go to his house for? To be a writer for him or something? something it was like something that. about he's dying and she's oh, there to chronicle his, his life. Kind of yeah. autobiography. And it turns out it's yeah. really something else. He's a creep. Yeah, yeah, he's a creep. So it's all told through the video lens. So he's really good at talking straight onto a camera and acting in front of a camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, he's so way, good at it. I and still, he's so, for such not a, like, amazingly attractive guy... <clears throat> Looking at Mark Duplass up close like that and his acting, he is so, like, attractive. His, like, personality. He's like an everyman. And, like, yeah, like, he's more attractive than, like, most actors, I think. Like, your Tom Cruise or your whatever because he's so, like, real in front of the camera. You know what it makes me want to see that we still haven't seen? That's what I don't like about Tom Cruise. He's so not real in front of the camera. Of course, of course. Well, he's charismatic in front of the camera. He's charismatic, but he's not real. He's confident in front of the camera. He's acting. Mark Duplass is vulnerable. I mean, they're all acting, but... He's vulnerable. Yeah. It makes me want to return to that Netflix film starring Mark Duplass and um, Ray Romano, where Ray Romano is dying of cancer. We watched that together? No, we haven't seen it. Oh. It's called, like... Yeah, I remember that. It's not called... Um, I think I really wanted to see that, but I don't think we got around to it. No, we've never got around to it. But I, it's, it's one I really do want to see. Um, it starts with a P. I can't fully remember what it's called. So that's not helpful for anybody. No. But... Um, well, people that know will know. You stole your pepperoni. Paddleton. I, I didn't want to say... Oh. I was going to say Paddington, but I know that wasn't Oh, yeah. It. Paddleton. But um, I do want to see that. But but no, I think this movie works best because it's on that like point of view. So the, the, the premise of it, even though we're like 10 minutes into talking about it, is um, Mark Duplass's character gets... A gift from a his gift from husband. from his husband of... A hundred languages. A hundred free Spanish lessons. Mm-hmm. Conversational Spanish. On Zoom. Via Zoom. Um, from a woman who lives in um, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. And it's really just a chance for him to talk with her. Have conversational. Work on his Spanish. Work on his Spanish, have conversations, whatnot. And it's a surprise. The beginning kind of starts where it's like a surprise. She's on the Zoom. He kind of surprises him with it. And it shows like his real life kind of amongst the surprise of the... So, of First course, lesson. over such a long, that's like a hundred lessons. Uh-huh. And the, the conversational nature of it, they start to learn stuff about More each about other. About each Mark other. Mark Duplass and um, Natalie Morales' character. And they become friends, you know, mm-hmm. like friends. And it's very raw. And it, the emotions are raw. The things that happen in their lives are raw. Um, there's a lot of funny bits. They're like, I love that the funniness and the emotions are seen 
through their little twitches in their face because you're looking like when things are happening and they're telling each other these things that are going on in their life, you're looking at their face. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the acting of that is, it's different like facial expressions and twitches in their face and well, it's whatnot. Neat. And that's kind of hard to do, like well, really hard to do. Well, it's neat too because there's a lot of subtle... There's a lot of subtle um, background changes, right? They use location well in the fact that you only get to see what's kind of in their webcam. They never cut to, like, establishing shots or or that. They tell you kind of what lesson. It'll say, like, lesson one or lesson two. And it's neat because they do it in Spanish and English. Yeah. And this movie is half in English, half in Spanish. With subtitles. Yeah. yeah, with subtitles. Mm -hmm. So half their conversations, Mark Duplass, either he knows. This is one thing we did talk about. Either he knows Spanish really I think well. He's fluent in Spanish. Yeah. Because to, to be able to act like you don't, you know, like. But he acts well that he doesn't, that he knows enough to have a conversation. He knows enough to have a conversation, makes but makes mistakes. And I think that has to be acting. It has to be acting. Mm -hmm. I think he's probably bilingual, like fluent in Spanish in real life. Unless he just learned it for the script. But I just don't the way know. he spoke, too. If he learned it for the script, that's a <laughs> lot of Spanish to learn for the script. But I the mean, way he spoke, right, because that's what I was talking about today at home. As someone who doesn't know Spanish, you listen, a lot of times you hear someone speak foreign language, right, in a foreign language film like the other movie we watched, The mm -hmm. Worst Person in the World. You don't really pick up much of the language. Like, right, 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 right. You, see, you read so the subtitles, you start to hear the language. But the way he spoke... You could actually learn it as you were you kind learned. of, as you were, you were matching the translation, the subtitle with the Spanish he, spoke he was saying. He spoke it more slowly, yeah. he messed up, and every time he did something and he was, incorrect, to be using a they put it in like quotes or parentheses mm -hmm. yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. If he used the wrong pronoun or used the wrong thing, they put it in quotes or parentheses. Word. Yeah. No, but I thought it was nice and sweet. And he searched for the word. Yeah, he did a lot of the. You how know, you say. but it didn't seem like acting either. It really didn't. I know, it was very natural. It's very natural. So you don't know if you made I almost wondered, like, did they have. Because woman was who started he this. taking language lessons during COVID? No, but COVID? I'm saying, did Maybe. they have a lot of just... And he was inspired by... Did they have just a lot of conversations or prior? Or did they just film this? I mean, there's no reason. There are times when you have the picture-in-picture, picture, right? The other, like the FaceTime, uh -huh. the other person in the small square. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it was just the person's face. So I wondered, did the, how did they even film it? Were they talking to each other when it was filmed? Or Right, 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 right. Not that it matters, but it was all very intriguing. It was an amazing movie. I loved it so wow. much. I really did. Like, it was one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Hmm. For me. For me, with the just kind of, like, being drawn in, being so, like, emotionally involved in the characters, and, you know, that's important for me in a movie yeah. or anything. Well, it's funny you say that, because I was thinking today. Waiting for our pizza. Mm -hmm. On my Letterbox account, yes. as I watch movies, I rank my favorite top 12. Right. Right? Yeah. And at the end of the year, I lock them in. Right. Are you promoting your Letterbox account right now? A little now? bit. Okay. Low key. Just 
<laughs> low key. But they got to find it if they want it. But no, the point is, um, I rank like movies I saw for the first time that year. They didn't have to come out that year, but like, oh, out of new movies I saw or first time watches. So right now I have language lessons at number seven. Wow. Of your top 12? Yeah, out of all the, I've already watched, wow. you know, you and I, not all together, I've watched nearly 70 films, and it's it's number seven. I have to say, yeah, it's one of the best movies I've seen. It needs to get more attention than it's getting, for sure. Yes, 100%. It's on HBO Max. It's great. So. Watch it. Get a free trial if you don't have HBO Max. That's always and watch thing, it. right? That's get what a free we do. trial. Get your seven days. Get out. Yeah, get your seven days. Watch the movie. Get out. Put it on your calendar. You know, my number one is another one of our episodes. I can't think right now. You're asking me questions. Benedetta. Oh yeah, yeah. Did we yeah. do an episode about that? Yeah. Good. I hope so. Yeah, we definitely did. Because <laughs> that's my number one of the. Yeah, that, I've seen that this was year a good so movie. That was a really good movie. That just shows you where language lessons is. Yeah, I thought it was great because it was unconventional. It was, it was great. Mark Duplass was great. Natalie Morales is great. And she she's the main creative force behind that movie, by the way. Oh yeah, she was. So we talk a lot about Mark, but, but we don't talk as much about her. But she was. She directed it. Um, really. Now, Mark and her wrote it together, but I, I could see that through maybe some of the conversation emerging. She... It feels like a Zoom project. She um, was excellent in that movie. But she was the other part. Um, and that's the one thing I'll say, too, that I thought the movie did an interesting part in, but didn't... Because we see the same thing in The Worst Person in the World. It's sort of a trend in cinema right now, like woke or aware, aware cinema, mm-hmm. right? Mark Duplass's character was careful. He played a homosexual male, but he was careful. He was always conscious of not being a um, over like a mansplainer, right? Yeah. Or being the white savior, or being. Well, I think I think what I really liked about it was that it's that conundrum that someone like him who had money or was in a relationship where we had money he had, he had money, privilege he had privilege but he was caring and about everyone and he cared about her and wanted to help her but he is faulted right from the start because he has privilege and whatnot so it's almost like well, if I try to help you, it's because I'm, I have privilege and I think I can save the world and I'm mansplaining. But if I don't try to help you, I'm being greedy and not caring right? about the world. Well, yes, I mean, I think the movie did a good job of, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. of exploring that struggle. Right. Right? Yes, I agree. That, like, white guilt struggle. Because it's so easy just to point a finger. Yeah. And it seems like today a lot of just online commentary mm-hmm. it's just quick to judgment right yeah and even their relationship she would jump to that he would jump to certain assumptions she would jump She's like i don't need saved i don't need you know and it's that struggle of convincing someone 
that you genuinely care about them. And you have money to put towards, I mean, you could buy a $5,000, $10,000 sofa, or you could help someone you care about. You know what I mean? Like, that's really the decision when you when it comes to people that have a ton of money like that. And then, but they're faulted, faulted in the fact that if they reach out to care for someone, they are, they are exploiting their privilege. Yeah. So I thought it did, so it, it did a good job just exploring that trust and insecurity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for in sure. People. I loved it. I loved like it. Like his insecurity, her trust issues, his willingness to like instantly trust and connect with a person, her hesitancy towards it. Because of him her not, background. Him not understanding it. Mm-hmm. Her not understanding or trusting where he's coming from. True. The kind of like mixed messages you get from each other when yeah. you're just struggling with it and that yeah, raw emotion. Yeah. So I thought it was good. A movie that I didn't think did it quite as well was The Worst Person in the World. A torn book? Huh? But I think explain those, explore those same, same feelings. Things, yeah. But from initially the perspective of one, of one, of the main character. Mm-hmm. But um, I think as the movie, the movie gets better as it goes. For that. So that was the other movie we watched last night. Which, yeah, by the way, on my letterbox, made, made it but... to a number 10. Okay, okay. Really? It's number 10. I don't see the direct connection of that, like... What, the trust and the insecurities and No, the... no, I see it of the trust and insecurities, but not of the, like, financial privilege part. You're talking more about the trust and insecurities? Well, no, just in general. It doesn't have to be necessarily financial. This one was the trust and the insecurities. Oh, okay. It yeah. lent the worst person in the world lended a bit more on the emotional side but it the film developed in it with our main the main character her and um the cartoon artist boyfriend mm-hmm. yeah um that was the dynamic between them that yeah, was yeah, interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. we are we are yeah yeah, yeah. Hey. We yes. love Cricket Thumb too. Oh, awesome! What's your band? Cracker Billies. Cracker Billies. All right, cool. That's right, Gypsy Wind's playing. I know. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah, we we love Cricket. My name's Steve Hughes. Steve, I'm Jesse. This is Lee. Hi, nice to meet you. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we do too. We do too. We love it here. So we always um, kind of pop up at a different local place and do our podcast. So beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> well, thanks. Hey, everybody out there. Yeah, yeah. No, here's Steve. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Same. Nice to meet you. Um, yeah, a little, you know, cricket thumb that needs some love. Oh, there we go. But um, <laughs> no, but I was saying the more. Um, <laughs> There was just that that dynamic, I think, present, and not even so much in there, not even 
Part of it was their relationship. Yes. Yes. Um, Axel was his name, right? Axel. Askel. Asker. Askel. Something. Well, American. They're like Norwegian, kind of Mm -hmm. like Swedish or something. But some of it too was, well, I think their their thing was a little more, which I think was thinking that resonated with me. Which is my kind of bigger commentary on the worst person in the world was just this attempt to like, here's how we can connect with emotionally connect with all our audience members from ages 20 to 50, right? We'll put in these different character types, right? Mm, okay. And so this one, worst person in the world, it was that generational gap, gap and disconnect, right? Thinking about they have a, a part in there about mansplaining and mm-hmm. womansplaining. They make a joke about it. Because it's true, woman-splaining is a thing, but that's not a thing. Right? Like, I, I well, have Well, some of the older characters got in this trap, kind of like Mark Duplass's character got in that trap, right? Of seeing the world, living in a different world. Mm-hmm. And he lived in a different world, Axel, and that I thought was poignant by the end, where he's like, the world I grew up in doesn't exist anymore. And that's also... What do we got? Oh, oh thank oh, you. Cracker Billies. We got a card for the Cracker Billies. Um, the world he grew up in doesn't, and it's like dealing with that and his mm-hmm. perspectives and views on things are being challenged by a younger generation, right? He has this whole thing where he blows up on the radio yeah. interview about yes. sexism and his view on things and art. they are and pick, picking at his word choice and his how he's explaining things and his comics like what's going on but they're on also 20 comics. years younger than him yes yeah 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 and but there's even the reason why and there's the relationship between him and her that disconnect yeah. right yeah where he's into one thing she's into something else he does all his work on paper she does all her work mm-hmm. on computer um He's, she's on her phone. He's never on a phone. Yeah. And he says things like, hey, yo, to get her attention. So not the quite the same, but there was that same sort of still that struggle, I felt. Generational and, struggle. Yeah, it was a little more generational yeah, and emotional yeah, yeah. disconnect versus more monetary mm-hmm. and white and privilege. Mm-hmm. It was still that disconnect there, that distrust and insecurity about where different people come from. Are, are in the world. Yeah. And their experience yeah. and whatnot. I just felt the worst person in the world tried a little harder to, I don't know. It wasn't quite as genuine and feeling. Oh, as, yeah, language lessons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. What I liked, that part was a side thing to I me. I guess I'm saying I didn't really like it until the and back half of the movie. That part wasn't a major focus for me, actually. The major focus for me was her and yeah. her character and the things she was going through. But as she's a, the character you're supposed to identify. That's what I mean. Where and they, I did Where so they said, much. oh, we're going to make a movie that anybody from the age ages of 20 and 50 can identify with. And I don't think. And you and were I marked for that. I was marked for Axel. You were marked for her. I agree. And I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that I've identified with a main character more in a, like, deep feelings, deep 
real reality feelings more than her as mm-hmm. a young 20 something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're having a podcast. And that's part of it. We get to, yeah. Interact with, like, as far as her as a character, the real feelings of a 25 to 30 year old. I felt like that so much in my 20 to 30 something year old mm-hmm. self. Like, and I don't think it's like talked about enough. I don't think it's like exposed enough. I don't, I think she could be seen as the worst person in the world. I, and I think this is why it's named that. She could be seen as the worst person in the world, but she is how most women feel. Well, I now, think not that they don't want to have kids and, or whatever, that whole line was. Yeah. But just how you just are expected to kind of um, assimilate with a guy and you're supposed to do this. This is what ex- people expect you to do. And you're just following in line or you're expecting to do this, expecting to do that. And there's a part of your insides emotionally that you want to be independent and mm-hmm. you act out on that every now and then. And you want to be your own self and you don't want to be what everybody wants you to be. And I related to that a ton. And that's no, why I, I like the movie I, think so I, much. I don't think it's... Um... I don't think that was the point of it. No, I think, I think it was in a way. Was... But I think it went to the other characters too. I was going to say, I think you might be right. It's not as talked about or the focus of a movie as much, right? But also it's not the most, you, it's, it's a common feeling I think people have. Mm-hmm. It's not a unique Mm-mm. perspective. No, it's not unique, but, but it's not talked about as much. Yeah. Um, but I think any of the characters, even the two more major male characters, her other, her other two big um, more serious love interest. <laughs> Excuse me. I think they also. You could look at them. That's what I mean. I think it like it hits a num. Most people could identify with the film, a character. And I Meaning, love how they made the male so vulnerable, like so, like kind of. I mean, they made them very real and vulnerable. Yeah, well, her. I'm saying they could also be set have the feeling of viewing themselves as the worst person in the world. Exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. You go into it thinking, oh, she's the worst person in the world. She's the one. Well, she's not. I mean, you all feel like, everyone feels like the worst person in the world at yeah. times in their lives because they make decisions that, you make decisions that, you always make decisions that not everybody agrees with. Yeah. So you always feel like the worst person Well, you person feel, in the world. if you have any sort of self-reflection. Right. And when you hurt someone you care about, but make a decision that's better for you. Rather than just pleasing. Or hurt somebody that you cared about at some point. Right. You feel like the worst person in the world. Of course, yeah. Right? Or someone you care about, who's in a different place than you, can make you feel like the worst person in the world. Exactly, yeah, for sure. And so I thought it did a good job on doing all that. I did have moments that I felt like it dragged a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. I thought it could be slightly shorter. 
like maybe an hour and 45 minutes or whatever, but I thought the music's really well, I was <laughs> When I was watching it a bit, I was having trouble. This, this movie's a little... The only thing tough about watching this movie is the hype that comes with it. Because everybody talks about it, it's like the best movie. Like, oh, this is so great, right? I know. And so I'm watching, I'm like, it's good. I don't think it's like the greatest thing that's come out in a while. I know, because I listen to a couple podcasts. We listen to one together, and I listen to one separately. That the people were like, this is, these are like famous actor people. Mm-hmm. Where like, this is one of the best movies we've seen. I mean, it does a couple interesting things where it breaks like genre. It's not like a straight drama. They do, there's two, maybe three, like more like. Protagonists. No, I'm saying like artistic moments where it changes, right? It does like the cartoon scene. She's walking through the street. It does where everybody's frozen. Where she imagines herself as like an older, overlay Mm -hmm. woman. That's true. In her old age. They kind of combine a lot of elements. So so that stuff was interesting. I think that's some of the stuff people latched onto. Like Mm -hmm. it breaks your expectation. It reminded me at times, though again, I don't think it's as good of a movie because it's rated much higher on my list of first time watches for 2012, 2022, I mean. It reminded me tonally though of like a drive my car. Now I know some of it is the foreign language piece yeah. and the slowness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just still that like the loneliness the main character mm. carries. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah. There was one or two times where I'm like, oh, it's a little dry. I, this this brings back the same, similar feelings I had watching Drive My Car. Yeah, yeah. Which, Drive My Car is number three on my list for the year. Of course. Of course. <laughs> no, I thought it was a great movie. I, lo- I really liked it. I felt... A little was a little slow in parts, but I liked the the kind of artistic qualities it brought. I liked the acting. I love just the emotion and the different feelings that it brought out and exposed of her that I think is really real in a lot of people. And it broke the normality of like relationships and mm-hmm. whatever. So I like that. You know what I thought? My, my last thought about it. Well, I had two thoughts. One, it was a little interesting when it tells you like, hey, this is a story told in 12 chapters. Yeah, I was like, wow. With a prologue a and lot. an epilogue. Yeah. So it does, this is Gypsy Wind playing in the background here. Yeah. For us. It's like or the foreground. I don't know it's how like loud it is. Foreground, background. Bluegrass? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, when it's 12 chapters pro epilogue, you can at least like keep track of the movie. Like you're, you're pacing it in your mind. Um, but it also gave little titles for each chapter, which also kind of gave you a hint, something to think about as mm-hmm. like, Ooh, what's this going to be? Uh, my favorite was like positive. No, the, the narcissist circus. Oh. Chapter six or seven, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, my one thought was I thought the movie did really, really well. 
the feeling it captured the best out of anything. Better than most movies that I've ever done it. It did a really good job of, which is also named one of the chapters, I think, of showing or communicating that feeling of what it's like when a relationship comes to an end. That sort of empty feeling that's in there. Whether it's something you're happy to get out of or was not expecting. Yeah. It's an empty feeling when you're having that conversation or that talk or fight or argument, which is really your last sort of moment in that life that you're living Mm -hmm. with that person. Yeah. And the movie, there's like a, like, yeah, there's like a desperate emptiness in those moments. For sure. Right? Definitely. The movie did a good job of like, bringing for anyone who's experienced those like that's kind of what it's like Mm -hmm. it's like it's sad it's scary it's it's uncertain it's this delicate dance between like each other's feelings that's what the other person wants Mm -hmm. yeah but still wanting to appease them a bit but fighting for what you really want Mm -hmm. yeah or vice versa Mm -hmm. the pleading for sure. I thought that was really good. Yeah. There's that like was good. one or two scenes like that where it's um, the only time where they get it completely wrong, right? But that was kind of I think part of the tone is in the prologue when it says she broke up with a boyfriend and he like quote respected her decision to live her life, like to chase her life and wants. Yes. I laughed at the beginning. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how it always happens. That's how it works. Not. Um, but then that was also, I think, part of the tone of the narrator. There was yeah. a comical element to the narrator, the voiceover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throughout the whole movie. Uh-huh. So I view that as part of the tongue-in-cheek part yeah. of it. Like, that's not how it goes. He didn't respect her choice to leave. Never. Of yeah, course yeah. not. Yeah. Never, yeah. So that's my final thought on that. Well, we got to wrap up soon. Oh, okay. So I, I really love the movie. I did. That's it? No other thoughts? Final thoughts on either language lessons or My final thoughts the worst person in the world. That I I like that both of the movies bring in different types of relationships that people can have. Like to have with people that they care about but not even maybe be intimate with and the importance of those relationships in your life like her with her ex-boyfriend him with the language lessons girl like these are different types of relationships that you might not use to be seeing this kind of intimacy that doesn't involve being sexual or whatnot. I like that aspect of it. Isn't it interesting how I was thinking, I was thinking as you were talking how, and we can leave it vague and open like this, how the better movie ends with the unrealistic ending and the movie, not saying, I think they're both good. They're both in my top 10 for the year. But one, the better movie ends with the unrealistic True. ending. 
and the one that's slightly more that's not as sincere or or um, raw, real ends with the more realistic quote better ending. Though, yeah. like this, this is life, dude. Mm-hmm. This is life. Mm-hmm. I liked right? that. I liked that it that um, not to say the ending, but it didn't end as this like happily ever ever. Ever mm-hmm. after wrapped up package. And neither one gives you a happily ever after. No, 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 no. But, but especially, especially worst person in the world. Worst person in the world ends with like the. I mean, it's not sad at the end, but it, it wraps up more realistically. Very I mean, realistically. I think you could argue both end on a hopeful note. But one lives, one ends on a like, okay. That makes me really hopeful that, you know, that's, that's how I want it to end. Yeah. So you hope it ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one ends where you're like, okay. oh, yeah, that's how pretty much life goes. That's life. That's life. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> like, this is not a touchy-feely movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At all. But I think you could say they both kind of end in a happy, hopeful place. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's my only thing on language lessons. It... Could have been a little less feel goody at the end, but then again, maybe that wouldn't have the lasting effect. You know, yeah. a little bit more like the worst person in the I world. I liked the way it ended because that's how you wanted it to end. That's how you want it to end. You feel like if I was her, I would have done that too. <laughs> like I would have made that decision. So I'm glad she did, and it would have bothered me if she didn't. Like, yeah. how do you end it then? You know, like. Well, you end it kind of. You end light language lessons like life, how it probably would really end in real life. We're like, okay. Maybe. Okay, we're moving on. All right. Never see okay. you again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we're still working on our video elements. We might have a video episode soon. We really appreciate all the folks who reached out to us on Instagram saying they want to see it. Love it. Love it. Um... And we're about to go see a very strange movie, um, Crimes of the Future. Well, time sensitive. <laughs> our phone is telling us you need to be there. The movie starts in 25 minutes. It's a time sensitive issue in 25 minutes. Oh, that's what the phone says, time yeah. sensitive. You have not moved from your location. <laughs> so we're going. And that'll definitely be our next episode. Yeah, definitely. It was All fun. Right. All right. Oh, cheers. Cheers. And uh, we'll let uh, Gypsy Wind Gypsy Wind. blow us on out of here. All right. All right, bye. Bye.